Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. As I sit here sipping my pale ale from one of the finest breweries in Western Australia, uh, it's hard not to get caught up in the um, oh, the excitement and the buzz of the uh, the first one day or over here in the West. Um, it's the greatest thing to happen to this town since... Oh, I don't know. Uh, people sweeping across Great Plains to get out here and building <laughs> railroads and uh, discovering corn. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Ah, yes. I'm trying to think of some of those great pioneers who pushed westward, but uh, none come to mind. Ross Glendinning, perhaps. Yeah. Ross Glendinning uh, and Dirk Hartog. Yeah. Bruce Reed, Adam, 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 Adam Gilchrist went from uh, Lismore, New South Wales, to yeah, Western Australia. So. That's it. Chuck out Tim Zura. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. A man who has said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. And I'd just like a bit of advice from my old pupil, David Warner. You only walk off when you're out, you fucking little cunt. Jesus! Australia's <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> number one Mitch Marsh fan uh, and our guru, uh, uh, welcome Alex. Uh, number one Nathan Lyon fan, thank you very oh, much. Oh, you've gone back. You've yeah, gone back. Yeah. Okay, oh, hang on. Let me update episode. the Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't, I don't listen to what you say. Yeah, I think well, the intro, then I sort of switch off. Yeah. Alex follows around um, Mitch Master's ex girlfriend, so once she went to Nathan Lyon, <laughs> Alex went back as well. Uh, today we're in the quadrangled Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. Again. This is a Big Lug production brought to you by our Tier 1 sponsors for 2018 Brits Diablo, the poor man's Yoho Diablo, Gateway Drug to Fire Twirling, Wacker, Sun in Your Eyes since 75, The Dot Matrix Printing Company, The Tractor Paper Company, Snakeboard, Discating Nick. Since 1991, Pyramid Bank, Channel 31, Bilo, and Video Easy. Get it first time or get it free. <laughs> Don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble and check out the hats. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, first up, uh, how can we avoid it? The massive news that hit Australian cricket this week it's the Longford Ethics Report yes. from the Ethics Centre. Yes. Over to you, Alex, with more. Right, oh, so the 147-page document, which was um, uh, sent out to everyone and anyone in the world, because it's free to see on the internet, uh, with some stuff redacted, of course. There's always yeah, things redacted. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. And I love that you don't often get to use the word redacted. Mm, I love and saying... And for those of you playing at home that don't have such a great lexicon as ourselves, it mm-hmm. means... Bits of being blacked out. Yes, censored in the back of the day. Uh, if someone yeah, it's like said, a, a letter home from the war, yes. and you said, we're fighting the Germans at this location, yes. they just get the big black text yeah. mm. at, We're fighting the Germans at blank. Mm. Mm. So, Indeed. I want to I start talking about this. So, I read up to probably page 97, I think, of the 147-page document. It's a bit of a drainer. Um, so, it's like Steve War's book, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's Steve reading Ward. a Steve Ward tourism. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine the only thing that could be worse if it was a Steve Ward spoken book. He was reading it to you. It's Steve Ward in report form. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put my slouch hat on over the top of my baggy green. <laughs> Shane Ward said he'd never been as embarrassed before. Uh, great podcast that one. With great. Um, okay, so. Essentially, the uh, this report um, 
was asked by Cricket Australia after the uh, sandpaper incident in Yulin. Debacle. The debacle. Um, it's reasonably scathing, but I want to go back to sort of what the document sort of suggests got to, like, got to the uh, sandpaper debacle, and that's the Argus report, which was commissioned in 2011 by Cricket Australia because essentially we were shit. And yeah, we lost the Ashes in 2010-11 when Big Ali Cook made ton after ton after oh, ton. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. fucking that was Chris it. Tremblett just bowled fucking yeah, big yeah, up and down and took about yeah, a billion yeah. wickets in Melbourne. Jeez, that's that shit. Yeah, hey? Big Tim Bresnan. Yeah, we bowled out for 80 on Boxing Day. Yeah. Or whatever, that one. Yeah. Big Timmy Bresnan took a hat full of wickets. Oh, yep. Stu Broad didn't even play in half the series. Stoof. And they still won easily. Fuck, yeah. the worst. All right, that's so, why they won easily. <laughs> oh, Perhaps. Essentially, uh, the Argus report said that uh, Cricket Australia and Cricket in Australia is always better when the Australian men's team is winning. And that therefore that drives the rest of Cricket in Australia. So if the Cricket Australia, the Australian Test Team or ODI Team or whatever team is winning, then it means more money for Cricket Australia, which therefore means more money for the state bodies or shareholders, as they were called after the Argus review. Um, and they, they currently run at a loss and have done for many a year. And so <laughs> essentially, CA can prop them up, which then, you know, it's a trickle down economics, I suppose, all the yeah. way down to grassroots level. Reganomics. So, so that I'm was just, the, yes, I'm we? surprised that they, in their grand scheming in the Argus report, they come up with that fucking notion. Because who would have fucking thought that if the men's team's doing well, <laughs> everything else does well? <laughs> so, they, they come up with um, a couple of things. Now, the Argos report found the Australian cricket team was in a transition and that wasn't being managed effectively um, and some significant issues were the poor performance of leading players. Now, it's probably Michael Clark at the time. Um, a lack of basic skills. I imagine at the time that would have probably been things like coin toss. Yep, <laughs> yep. handing the, <laughs> filling out the team sheet correctly, team, and handing, team sheet. handing yep, it yep. to the uh, Metro yep, David Boone. Jobs for the boys. Yep. A poor team culture was another reason. A lack of accountability. Oh, yeah. yep. Cometh oh. the hour, cometh the man, Pat Howard. <laughs> the misalignment of the goals of the major high-performance system, the lack oh, of coordination yes, between Cricket Australia and the states and territories, and the sub-optimal incentive structures. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. So they they pretty much said that sports now business and therefore has to be run like a business and measured like a business. So on KPIs. So. You get a bonus if you do if you hit your KPIs or your your target, you know, or your budget in business. So they essentially Cricket Australia said to the players, okay, if you win these games, or if you win games, you get paid more. Essentially, so, I don't know that I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know that a lot of people do get bonuses anymore. I don't know. Oh, Maybe I don't know. I just take them from personal experience. Don't just you know bonuses. Yeah, bonuses yeah. doesn't really come along. Well, this don't, was maybe, this maybe was I'm in um, 2011. Remember? Yeah. Oh, things are different then. Oh, way back yeah. then, because everything was in sepia tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And the dot matrix is just. It was. I had shares in the dot matrix. Pretty well, so did I. Was I. places back then. Yeah. Still, I'm still I had a hundred thousand. Haven't sold out yet. Oh good. Yeah, I think cricket, cricket Australia used to have the old adage that um. 
the bonus was is that you got money. That's the bonus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this, I'll talk you through the remuneration and incentive for the players after the MOU recently, which is very similar to the uh, what was suggested by the analyst report. So there's a fixed retainer for all the players. Uh, this is, we'll talk Australian players here. You get match... Oh, I probably had state players too. You get match, squad and tour payments paid when a player is selected to play the tour, play or play a tour. So I didn't know that they got a retainer just to go on tour, yeah. not necessarily play. Uh, over and above mm. their normal retainer or wage. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard that before yeah. because it's like a living yeah. away from home allowance type situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also get marketing payments for marketing activities only if you're a Cricket Australia marketing player. So I guess that's like the top four or five guys. Um, the additional payments can include if you're a captain or a vice-captain of the Cricket Australian team, uh, captain of the state team, and prize money for winning competitions like the Sheffield Shield or the BBL or the WBBL. You also get a bonus, which is pursuant to Article 8 of the MOU for match slash series wins, overseas draws, and achieving team world rankings. Now, I can go through all the uh, different types of... There's six different ways you can get a bonus. Um, and it's all about winning either ICC events or being at a particular point on the rankings of either ODIs, Tests or T20s. So, it's interesting. The negotiations in 2017, uh, the players received 30% of the revenue of Cricket Australia, which is around about 500 mil over five years. <clears throat> so all state and international players share in that five hundred or one hundred million a year. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Twenty-seven point five percent is male and female domestic and international players, and the bonus pool, which is a performance pool, is two point five percent, around about forty-two mil. So essentially, that performance pool if it got paid out in full every year, is $8.4 million of additional money for essentially just the international side. Mate, based just on this year, it'll be $84. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. Um, I started we drew in Pakistan, so we'd probably get something for that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Alex, yes. can, I just, um, can I just interject oh. there for a second? Yep. Um, I was listening to a rival podcast with Michael Vaughan um, discussing with Shane Warne um, the ball tampering saga. Yeah, I'm disgusted just, in you to start with, but continue. <laughs> and just on, just on the, um, um, you know, the way they portion the money. Yeah. Um, Shane Warne thinks that Steve Smith was fined an equivalent of ten million dollars for his sandpaper um, ah, game yeah, by not yeah. being able to play. So, it, so judging by what you're saying, Steve Smith was looking at making ten million bucks a year. So. Yeah, I, I would imagine. That's one tenth of the entire player player payments per year. Yeah. Um, yep. And bear in mind, this includes every single state player, but they're on like, you know, ten of those equals one million dollars probably, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if that, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how big their squads are. Probably twenty-two players or something along those lines, or twenty-five maybe. Um, and you guess, I guess five of those are probably on about fifty grand a year. So, yeah, that make probably makes sense because he gets. You know, he had well, he's got his two captains marketing bonus. an IPL. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, two bonus um, things for being captain of two sides because he was a one day international captain. And he well. was up in the rankings and stuff as well in terms of. Did they get bonuses for that? You were saying? Or no, was that no, the team only ranking? team team based. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's probably makes that's around about the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to speak, cool. and uh, actually to speak, but yeah. So, <laughs> so that's sort of the way the the to go back to this new ethics report. The way that the Cricket Australia board ran was purely based on this Argus report, rightly or wrongly. They followed it stringently. Um, and this new ethics report saying they probably followed it too stringently um, and didn't think about the consequences of doing that. So essentially this new report suggests that because this win-at-all-cost mentality came in, because, you know, monetarily-wise and good-for-the-game-wise, it was a benefit to have the Australian side winning, and so therefore it was a win-at-all-costs, but the ethics report says it's not necessarily a win-at-all-costs, but a win without counting the costs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They love they uh, love their word plays like that, didn't they? Oh, yeah. they love it in this thing. It's hilarious. It writes more mm. like a story sometimes, which I was a bit confused yeah, with. Yeah. I was like, it's just a bit wishy washy, but yeah. I liked how it opened up, Alex, with uh, the story about what is cricket all about? Where uh. you take the umpire's decision about a yes. caught behind, yes. even if you know you've hit it, but uh, if you hit one to a fielder and the fielder thinks he's caught it, they should never claim it because it might have hit the turf in front of him, yeah, and exactly. he would know. Yes, uh, yeah. it was an interesting uh, thing, but mm. it's like pretty much they're just setting themselves up to say whatever we say from here on in can be taken any way you like, <laughs> because we've just we've just clouded all this by putting crickets like this mudding the water, smoking, mudding yeah. the water. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll run you quickly over um, how the how they collected the data. So 814 Thank people you. were surveyed, 58 percent responded, which apparently it's good. Um, that is good. Of the CA yeah. board, the completion rate was 94%, which boggles well, my mind. horrible. Yeah. There was terrible. talk of a guy who was leaving. I forget who left the board recently. I forget his name. They're saying David probably... Peaver. No. Yeah. <laughs> Before this happened, or during this, declined to write in it, which I think is pathetic. You, you know, you're an elite-level professional, and you can't sit down to help the game. So it means this guy's like a lifer on the board to me, I think. Like, you're obviously not there for the good of the game if you can't be fuck filling out a ten minute survey. Yeah, as a board member, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and which is also pathetic. A twenty four percent of players returned. Yeah, twenty four. Th- that was that astounded me. Mm. What's the ACA doing? They should have been forcing yep. their their you know yep. members to oh, do ACA. It. ACA have got a lot to answer for and a lot of oh, stuff. Mate, the ACA fact, can't even get all the players to agree on the same thing. Like. Yeah. They're trying to get the things reduced, and Siddle's in the on the radio or whatever the next day saying, "No, they should serve their best." Crossing the picket line, man. Yeah. 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 ACA to, to starters, because they're a union, they shouldn't exist. So <laughs> and then you move from that point onwards. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was fifty six people interviewed after the surveys. And there was no survey sent to the general public or general public interviewed in this. Mm. So I want to go over Cricket Australia's ethical framework, which is how we play. It has a few sort of values. Be real. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) From Cypress Hill. (laughs) Your be real is real. 
Be a real prick. Yeah. Cut the green thumb. Anyway, <laughs> um, it says, Where about cricket's future? Show respect, talk straight, never be afraid to challenge or be challenged. So, a lot of the, the so this report goes through all these values to see if Cricket Australia actually yeah. hit these values or not, and they're all fairly scathing about whether they did. Um, another value is make every ball count, be relentless, and play to win. They definitely oh, hit yeah. that, they said. Yeah, yeah. Um, smash uh, the boundaries, go for it, change uh, the world. Uh, Innovate, <laughs> be comfortable being uncomfortable, Ross. I love that line. No. Oh, oh, yes, fuck please. off. Every football wankers. club in the history of football clubs has got that written somewhere. Yeah. Uh, challenge the status quo without fear of failure. They didn't hit that one. Mm, um, the spirit of cricket. Yeah, yeah, because ball tampering's not allowed, so they <laughs> tried to make it allowed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is one that, um, this report included as a value, but it wasn't actually a value of cricket Australia because this is a international value, the spirit of cricket. So yeah. they said they were scathing on this and said that cricket Australia don't have mentioned they don't mention spirit of cricket a lot if at all in any of their because it's a fucking fake concept that's why but it's it's mm. surprising because Australia started the spirit of cricket thing way back when Steve Waugh was in charge yeah it's true and then the ICC yep. or MCC sort of grabbed it I can't remember adopted it yeah mm. yeah um, another value is stronger together so go further collaborate oh yes please yes, go please. further collaborate <laughs> and listen <laughs> Um, Stop. Collaborate. And oh, actually, it actually works. Go further. Collaborate. Embrace diversity and listen. Listen. Uh, customer voice first, apparently, and do what's best for cricket. I, I must say, this was the most wank- This is peak wankiness, reading yeah. those phrases like uh, stronger together or be real. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Be real. You're playing a game of cricket. What I wanted to hear was the Ian Chappell version of those, because yeah. that actually would be a. Would be real. It'd Hit be things such as stump. smash a fucking yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall short, shit, dick. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, it just um, it stinks in. of it yeah, stinks yeah. of corporate rebranding. Is all this? Oh, is. yeah, 100%. stinks of it. It it stinks a lot. I just Ian Chappell. I think his number one thing would be it's never been a gentleman's game. Yeah. <laughs> so stick his steer to cricket up your ass. Second thing would be never complain, never explain. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that quite a lot. <laughs> this whole thing, and just, then the rest of it, the rest of it just wouldn't exist. It'd just be two points. This whole thing just <laughs> reads like the BP apology when they cause the oil spill. Like yep. it's all just That's... like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna be better, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna embrace mm. this, and rah rah rah. And it's just all fucking, <laughs> it's all words and bullshit. <laughs> That's, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with Cricket Australia's responses to these are pretty much like that. Mm. Um, so essentially. After this, at the end of this report, uh, the ethics committee suggested a whole pile of things. It suggested 42 points, Ross, was it? Well, 42 yep. actions as a result yep. of this report. Um, and I think yep. you've got a few notable ones there. Ross. I got no. Well, I got. I've got. I just love the report because it was printed on green paper. Oh, it's a yeah. green PDF. Yeah. You know why? Because that's Grass. baggy green. Yeah, oh, that's right. It was baggy that's, green. No, that's, no. Alb- that's Albion green gin. Albion green, my friend. <laughs> Albion helmet green. <laughs> <laughs> it's not British racing green. That's a common no. misconception. Yes. Okay. Now, after they talked about the um, the fact that you could uh, wait for the umpire but uh, when you got caught behind, but you'd you know, take the catcher's word on a catch, they opened up with... a. As page two, she had a picture of a stylized cricket ball, 
And then cricket is one of the most unforgiving sports in the world. Oh, it is yeah. one of <laughs> one of the most unforgiving. I read that and I thought, oh, this is like when they say AFL is one of the most difficult games to umpire yeah. in the world. Yeah. The mm. only truth. You only know about one Ross. sport. Oh, that's it. How hard could it be? Shane Warne's taking 700 wickets, smashing baked beans yeah. every fucking night for dinner. It can't be that difficult. No. Well, it's unforgiving though, David. That's oh, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. Harsh sun. Unforgiving. You got to put a hate or sun blocker on. It's that unforgiving. <laughs> you got to put a bag of green on and then a slouch hat on top. Yep. Okay. It is one of only two games in which a single player, the batsman, stands alone against a field of competitors, each of whom seeks to bring them undone. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got a mate the with other- him. There's two of them. Oh, that's true. The other sport is baseball. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, in cricket, cup. in cricket, one error by a batsman or a batswoman is all that takes, and you are out. See, this is all about yes. word count because that could have just seen, that could have just been one single mistake by a batter, and it would have covered. Yeah, or or yes, bats person. Exactly, bats person. Yes. Uh, my my next favourite part of this report was um, the redact the redacted sections because I just thought oh, it was yeah. hilarious to have a um, a um, a PDF that had blacked out words on it. Yep. Uh, ethical framework was an equilateral triangle with the Southern Cross inside it. I thought that was great yeah. uh, well, because there's a few boys going out to get that tattoo tomorrow. That's because the the equilateral triangle I just is love purpose. This report. <laughs> yeah. If you don't the, like the off home. Yeah. Ten years the, later, they're the, going to get a blue koi fish tattooed over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern Cross was the values, and the principles were the dashed line joining up the Southern Cross with the equilateral triangle. Yeah. yeah. So purpose. Who we are in the world is di- is directed by our sense of purpose. Purpose. It provides the why in capital letters. Oh yes, please. Values. The way we see the world is shaped by our values. They are the what? (laughs) Principles. The way we act in the world is a reflection of our principles. They are the how. (laughs) Uh, It's just great. Uh, Shit like that and the how we play, yeah, be real, smash the boundaries. I mean, fuck me in the arse. Come on. You know know what? This report, all this fucking report is... This is the catch cry of the fucking loser. We're losing, yeah. so we write this big yes. fucking report saying about how we're going to be better people because we can't fucking win. Just fucking yes. play cricket yes. and win, you pricks. Don't worry about this other bullshit. It's our Bible, Mick. If, it requires, if winning a game of test cricket requires you to stand at first slip and call somebody from another country a cunt for five hours, then that's what you do because you're trying to win. Nick, I have a quote for you from the Ethics Centre report from an Australian team player during an interview, one of the 56 interviews they did. If you can get away with it, you do it. Winning is everything. Suddenly we have a culture problem. We didn't have one when we were winning. Yes, 110%. West Coast didn't have a drug problem, so they started losing fucking grand finals. Well, no, Wyndham, no one cared. I don't think anyone knew about it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Uh, Just to keep going, sorry, Alex. You've got great great subsections of this called things like specific values and attributes. 
positive demonstrations yes. and negative yes. demonstrations. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, just saying, wonderful. Fuck me in the ass is a negative demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> demonstration. Yeah. Oh, that's actually uh, come out real bad. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> smash the boundaries could be taken as uh, irresponsible. I love that yeah. quote about how smash the boundaries. Hey, uh, hey, 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 focus. Focus, <laughs> yeah. focus, focus. Yep. So the okay. only thing that I read in this report that I um, somewhat enjoyed or agreed with was there, it was just um, five words. It was play on skill, not emotion. And I I thought that was a good way to approach your cricket is mm. if you, you know, be skillful, but don't, don't, don't let it get to you if you don't win or, you know, don't play on emotion, play on skill. You know, I thought that was... Out of the hundred and forty odd pages, that was the five words that stuck out for me. Yeah, but if we're focusing on if we're focusing on skills, there's about half a dozen blokes in the test side that shouldn't be there. Yeah, well, there's about fucking forty blokes in the state system that shouldn't be there <laughs> as well. <laughs> the concern now, the, my favourite section of the report was the master questions, and I think there was ten oh, or eleven. Yes, of them. Oh, yes, I read that. I had two particular favourites: master question 08. Yes. Can elite players achieve competitive edge and develop good character, leadership, and wisdom? <laughs> no. Can, Next conditionals. <laughs> conditionals. Yes, if. Issues of character are an explicit aspect of what it means to be a high-performance athlete, where a person's character matters as much as their cover drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Arjuna Ranatunga yeah. was one of the, was was a Sri Lankan legend, and he just got fucking arrested. Like yes. character yeah. doesn't mean anything for, for blindly firing at bloody live yeah. rounds into a group of people. Fucking hell! Yeah. Shane Warne, if you, if you is, can't do that, what can't you do? Shane Warne is arguably the greatest test player of test um, bowler and especially leg spinner of all time. The bloke banged Bryn Edelston. Character doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that's the old saying. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. good one. Full of so all this the, stuff. I like that ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, if elite cricket players are allowed to mature through continuing contact with older, wiser players who can act as formal slash informal mentors. Oh, yes, so please. Shane Warne gets knocked off that list yeah. because <laughs> although he's older, he's no wiser. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the high, yes, if the high if. performance unit is mandated and resourced to develop the, in inverted commas, whole person and not just the skills and dispositions needed to win matches of cricket. And finally, yes, if players do not lose touch with the larger world, that they occasionally leave the, inverted commas, gilded bubble. Yes, Can I just Go say one it. thing before you do, Gim? Absolutely. The answer to this question clearly isn't yes, then, because if all their yeses have an if condition attached to them, it's not a true fucking yes. So the answer is no to that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, because we're deep, aren't we? I am. Uh, it's well, so good. I just love this. Stru- Sorry, Alex. I just love the structure of this. <laughs> that um, you know that, that that all the all these master questions are answered with conditional statements. Yeah. Yes, if. Yeah. It's oh, like saying great. it's like it's like proposing the girl goes yes if you lose ten. Kilos. Yeah, it's not happening then. We're not getting married. Well, that's a no. See you later. We move on. <laughs> uh, right, so. What were you, yeah, what were you going to say, Alex? The Gilded Bubble. Oh, yes. So there is yes. a chapter on the Gilded Bubble. Is this like the Ross Lyon Bubble? 
It's like the Gilded Turd, I think. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Indiana so, so, Jones and the Gilded Bubble. It's, it's, it's stuff we've sort of talked about on this podcast before is in, like, the, especially the elite men's side or the ODI side or the test side, are sort of in, in their um, bubble, surrounded by people who help them do everything. Um, yes, They never experience the outside world. Um, they don't understand how good they've got it, so on and so forth. Um, I just want to read you through a couple of stories that they've, inclu- they've included in this report, which is interesting to me. Um, they're saying that the the focus on winning and the success of the Australian men's team has pushed the rest of Australian cricket into a subservient role, which is against what the Argus report said. They said you need to prop up the states and make the state competitions important again. So it's interesting that they haven't done that. Um, the national, for example, the national done that for the high medical. performance unit has been mm-hmm. given virtual carte blanche. Oh yes, please. Carte blanche. Oh, I that, love it. That's one. That's one step away from being laissez-faire. Oh, it's it? one step away from being actual carte blanche. They're virtually <laughs> carte blanche. <laughs> 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 oh, look here, not the virtual. You <laughs> so want the actual? The national HPU or high performance unit has been given virtual carte blanche in its quest to produce a winning national team. For example, the sensibility of the Sheffield Shield teams could be overridden, with state players each down in their places in the Shield side, sometimes just for an innings, to give an Australian player a brief outing. Not to the benefit benefit of the Shield side, but for that of the national team. Can I just interrupt there? Yes. When they changed the rules to let the player removal in the Shield, that was a massive mistake, because the, the players should play the whole match. However... They've also done another thing since the Argus report, which, which is was overemphasised the need for these state players to play shield cricket when they, sh- you know, they, they, those you know fringe players should be fringe players. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Like they've almost said, oh, South Australia or Victoria must have the same twelve players every game available. Yeah, like, no, no that's you shouldn't. Cool you should have the, you yeah. know that. And it's the same reason. It's why we don't have Australia A tour matches as part of the Argus report. Because they said, oh, well, the states must have consistency of team. Well, no, the states are fluid and there'll be long periods of their season where they are consistent. There'll be times when they lose their best three players to the Australian team or the Australia A team. And that's a chance to give depth a go. Anyway, yes. continue. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's all right. Um, they've also been told, or this report, have also been told of groundsmen that have re- been required to prepare practice pitches, yeah. spending time and effort only to see an elite bowler send down seven deliveries before reaching the mandated quota and therefore stopping. Ah! <laughs> Pat fucking Howard and his mates. Can you imagine that as a groundkeeper? Uh, though? As I've recently started um, playing turf cricket, I now understand what it's like to be a groundskeeper. And everyone just gives you shit all the time about your pitch, apparently. I think that's what happened. But it takes a long time to produce a pitch. Right? And just to do that, and then to go, you're producing it for, let's just say, Mitchell Stark to come in and bowl, and he needs this sort of pitch, and we're going to put a batsman at the other end, and he'll try and bowl this sort of ball, right? Because that's what we're going to face on Test 2 in England. And the guy comes out... Slaves over this, calls up some bloke in England that knows about how to make that test pitch. How do I replicate it here? Mm. Or I put Cooch in and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. you should have the test. Takes him eight months to get yeah, it ready. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> and then he comes in. He comes in and he bowls seven balls and Pat Howard comes screaming across the hill. <laughs> like dives across like that bloke out of bloody uh, bodyguard. Yeah. Stopping, stopping stuff, bowl his eighth ball. 
Where, where, where's a beamer in the lanyard? <laughs> <laughs> like, falls to the ground. Stop it! This continues. This kind of behaviour speaks of gross disrespect to those who are not natives of the gilded bubble. It sets an example where uh. the ends appear to justify the means. It invites the development of a culture of exceptionalism in which normal standards of decency do not apply. Wow. And also goes That's on to say people in this gilded bubble might not realise what they're doing. Yep. Now, that's interesting because that gilded bubble, not it, it does seem that the Australian team has become more removed from the state system a little bit. Yeah, they don't play yeah. as many shield look, games. Oh, I don't know if they do or they don't. I, look, the, the War Brothers in the late 90s didn't play many shield games, not because yeah. they didn't make themselves available... They just were playing for Australia. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't know what, what exactly has caused this disconnection, but when you read stuff, and I know, Mick, you'll love this, going to bring up one of your favourite players, Brett Jeeves. He was an outsider. You know, he was a state cricketer. Yeah. But, you know, at certain times he got good enough to be in the Australian team. The blokes didn't know him because they never played state cricket yeah. or there weren't many Tasmanians or whatever it was. But um, it's a little bit... Uh, that, that seems like that gilded bubble thing. Yeah, However, I, I will say that that's not new because I remember listening to Dean Jones when he played his first game, he was treated like a piece of shit yeah. by the um, Australian players. I think, and they weren't in a gilded bubble, they just didn't want someone new taking their mate's spot yeah. who they'd played cricket with for five years. I think uh, Anyway, I think part of the issue with the guys not playing state cricket too is that and the perfect example at the moment is Glenn Maxwell. Now, he hasn't played the last two Shield rounds because he's was in Pakistan playing three T20s that mean Mm. fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the problem too is that since this Argus report has come in, that format has gone through the roof in terms of its international play. And then you've got and then you've got a guy like Maxwell who's not in the test squad is trying to get in the test squad but he's good enough to play ODIs and T20Is is missing. So he won't play in the Shield this weekend either because he'll be in Perth playing in the ODI. Yeah. So you're going to get to the point where the first test is going to roll around and he's probably not been available for Victoria once, not through any fault of his own. Yeah, just for now, I'm not saying every. Yeah. I'm not saying every player's in that situation, but he's just a good example of that when it's all said and done, we, like... It's playing for Australia is viewed as playing for Australia. Yes, Test is still the be-all and end-all, but at, a, at the CA level, playing for Australia is playing for Australia. So they just yeah. go, well, you're playing T20s and ODIs. Be happy you're playing for your country. Yeah. It's an interesting point you raise, Mick, because that was one of the things that came out of the report. They said that um, players should play Shield cricket ahead of T20 internationals. It shouldn't exist. Should. T20 yeah. internationals should not yeah. exist. Well, I, I agree with that too. Game. It's an interesting point because T20, although it's similar to ODI, it is, you know, there's your pros who do the circuit. And I don't know enough about this, but I believe that the guys who play rugby sevens for Australia don't play standard rugby union anywhere. Yeah, they just play sevens all the time. They just play sevens and they're on the world tour of sevens. They play for Australia, but yeah, there's not the overlap. They're not pulling a guy out of the Wallaby squad to go play sevens. Yeah, it would make sense. It would. It's yeah. one or the other, and I think maybe that report was hinting at that to say, okay, Dan Christian, you know, you're a T20 international circuit player. 
you're the T20 captain and yeah. so-and-so else. Yeah. And you have this sort of rugby sevens, wallabies divide, yeah, okay. it yeah. seemed like. Mm. Which is tricky when you've got three formats. Rugby is probably easier you've only got two. Yeah. And the hard part with the T20 mm. I format too is like Bull said, they shouldn't be played, but you've got the biggest yeah. member of the ICC who wants yeah, them right. played and wants it done so it's getting done. And yeah. And they're, they're not going away. The domestic mm. combat. They're yeah, not, not exactly. Gonna, they're going to mm. make fuck all money off three international 2020s. Oh, when yeah. You've got the biggest yeah. T20 domestic comp that's ever been seen. Well, the yeah. same with Australia. Australia's going to make more out of Big Bash <laughs> than the yeah. oh, three 100%. or six. And that, yeah. was, that was the whole frustrating mm. thing about, like, we played these T20Is in Pakistan. And, like, I know, like, mm. this isn't... But you go on Twitter and you read, like, not just, like... Guys like John Ralph and that who aren't cricket journalists, but the cricket there's cricket guys, there's John Ralphs of the world, there's just guys who follow cricket like us who are just supporters, all on T all on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else, losing their goddamn fucking minds because we lost by eighty nine runs and didn't get to win a trophy that was a golden fucking biscuit. Who fucking <laughs> cares? Yeah, that's right. Like who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. The fact that our test opening batsman was I know he's the captain, but the fact he's playing in that shit instead of being back here in Victoria playing four-day cricket, getting ready for the next test series, is a fucking yeah. disgrace. Yeah, and that's where if you got your rugby sevens type set up, well then, yeah, those issues. And I think that was one of the things that came in the report. And straight away, Cricket Australia said we're not going to do that. And I understand their position. Mm. This three formats is getting very hard to manage. Yeah, and they've tried Australian cricket after the Argus report to prioritise. Uh, test cricket. So they've got Shield cricket gets good sections. People don't like some people, some ex-players, Chris Rogers doesn't like the two blocks, but they're still they have prioritised Shield cricket ahead of 50 over cricket. 50 over cricket has been marginalised. Yes, T20's got the big bash and it's got prime time and that's fair enough, that's commercial realities. But uh, they just need to say, perhaps with the T20 internationals, why also was it three T20 internationals? The next T20 World Cup is in 2020, but there's yeah. a one-day cup in 2019 yeah. in about yeah. eight months' time. Why weren't they three ODIs? I don't understand that. I know it. You know, it's hard with tours. It's reciprocal stuff and all this sort of thing. Uh, and it's Pakistan's call as the host nation, all this sort of thing. But why were they T20s? Why weren't they three ODIs? And why weren't they before the test to help them sort of acclimatise or get match fit or get wicket practice or whatever you want to call it yeah it's very it's very um you know hard to understand i'll go now to my second favorite master question from the um from the the uh the great report the ethics center master question 09 will the australian community support a team that occasionally delivers moments of inverted commas noble failure (laughs) yes if mick (laughs) cricket connects the concept of inverted commas noble failure to national myths such as that of Anzac Day but how's Anzac Day a myth <laughs> I was going to say I think pretty sure Anzac Day happened. there's 100,000 there's 100,000 blokes who didn't come home who don't think it's a myth and their families <laughs> don't think it's a myth did they mix yes. up um, Simpson and his donkey because that's a myth <laughs> is it yes it is Burke and Wills ok yeah. Burke and Wills <laughs> Dirk Hartog Ross Glendinning yeah. they're all myths right? <laughs> Dirk Nannis Dennis all myths yeah, yeah Dennis Dirk Nannis yeah. playing for the Netherlands that was all a myth <laughs> <laughs> can, can play the flute yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right. they're all myths uh, 
Interesting. Not sure how is, is cricket's going to connect with Anzac Day, even if they're both myths, uh, yeah, because Anzac Day is not played during summer. Anyway, no. I was thinking perhaps they could connect with the myth of Boxing Day, that it was when the diggers uh, raised funds for the orphan kids by <laughs> getting into bare knuckle boxing matches. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Yes. I thought that was what happened. Okay, thanks. I think it's a good question with shit answers. So, (laughs) will will the Australian public connect with a team who has noble failures? Yes. 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 Like, we've done it in India, and not that long ago, Mm. when Maxwell and Hanscom made hundreds. Um, We did it in um, the first test mm. against Pakistan, where we held on for a day for a draw, and the Australian public were jubilant. So it's not something that's that's foreign to us. In the 80s, it was shit. So if we held on for a draw, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, Mike Whitney facing out and over from Richard Hadley at the MCG. One of my earliest memories of cricket is when Craig McDermott got hit on the bongo and the umpire thought he'd hit it and they were out at the Adelaide Oval one run short against the West Indies. Yeah. And Tim May. How about, that was a noble failure. Yeah? Mm. Uh, the whole 2005 Ashes series was, um, <laughs> was a, you know, sure a noble, noble failure. No, it's just <laughs> failure. <laughs> the, um, Australia capitulating like a bunch of bitches at the SCG in early 1994 against Farney de Villiers and the yeah, South African yeah. team. Not so that noble. wasn't noble. That was and they got rid of my man Mardo for about yeah, 12 for seven years, years after that. Yeah, yeah. Bastards. Seven Sorry, long continue. years. You get less for murder. Yeah. Oh, or, I'll do my own podcast on Damien Martin. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. Or, fellas, uh, was it Walsing Mikoska as well? <laughs> you know, noble yeah. That be oh speaking, speaking of, of noble Oscar, failures, Rick McCosker writing this report—that's a noble okay, fucking failure. So, um, is a noble failure okay? Yes, if the <laughs> failures are not unremitting. I'm not even sure what that means. Mm. Okay, next I one. I think it's got something yes. to do with not paying your bills. Yeah, ah, yeah. remittance. Like that, yeah. yeah. Yes, if when a loss is due to the exercise of ethical restraint, and this reason is made explicit. So the opposition are cheating? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, we, we lost because we didn't call we someone didn't. a cunt. Yeah. Uh, we could have yes. cheated, we didn't, and mm-hmm. we lost. That's what uh, <laughs> Payne's going to say Therefore, in the uh, first mm-hmm. test, at the end of the first test against India. Yes, <laughs> if success is understood to mean more than winning. Oh. oh. Deep. So much yeah, deep. <laughs> the, problem, yeah. the problem with then, that... So, mm-hmm. Sorry, you go, Roscoe. And I keep going, Mick. I right. say the problem with that is, is that, like what Bull said, like that test in Pakistan, Dave and I both stayed up and watched it right to the end, and that was amazing viewing to watch him hold on mm. to get that draw against Pakistan. The problem is, is that as a general rule, eighty percent of the Australian public are part-time cricket fans, so yes. they love Test cricket. Yep. When Warney and McGrath and Gilly and Hados and that, and we're winning fifteen Tests in a row, and we're unbeatable and all that, because everyone loves a winner. All those people go, "Well, oh, how far, how far is Test cricket falling that we're celebrating a draw?" It's like, yeah, but it's not like we're celebrating a draw with that side. No, we should have. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're <laughs> celebrating them having a draw with New Zealand. <laughs> we're celebrating a third eleven having a draw overseas. Against a team that's on the rise, like that and was one, a like that was a good result. Yeah, yeah. Mm. like no, you, no, I agree. You, we're celebrating one bloke batting his fucking ass off, yeah. who 
um, all things considered, had been told he'd never be a good player on the subcontinent. So yeah. it's got all of that um, narrative around yeah. it, not just, oh, we held on for a draw. It was yeah. it was more at play than just... Oh, I love that use of the word narrative, David. Oh, there you it's go, a, It's evocative. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to finish with, Master Question 10, can Australian cricket compete ethically when its competitors might not? Yeah. Yes, We've done if, it for a hundred years. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, if Australian cricket lobbies other cricketing nations and the ICC to adopt and uphold in practice certain core ethical standards. Okay, let me address that. Yeah. I don't think Australian cricket is in any position to tell any yeah. other country yeah, no, what to do, perhaps ever, and not particularly now. <laughs> I was going to say, when did yeah. we become the moral compass of international uh, cricket after being caught cheating? I thought yeah. that was Brendan McCullough's job. One of the things that uh, would piss me off just before they tampered with the ball was this whole, the line. The South African crossed the line, which is only only Australians know where the line is. And they they move it to suit what's going on. They crossed the line because they had to go at Warner about what his wife did. You know, oh, that's that's not okay. I can stand at first and call you a cunt for five hours, but you say your wife's a slag. Ah, oh, that's unacceptable. That's crossed yeah. the line. You brought a civilian oh. into this. That's not yeah, good yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, the reason why I brought up McCosker is because he also mm. did a report with a few other people, a few players, um, to come up with a player's pledge. Or oh, pact. Or pact, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> um, which has come out of this Ethics Centre review. Uh, I'll read the players' pact, as you put it. Is it don't get hit in the face and break your jaw? Is that that it? (laughs) Yeah, I think Mick's signing up to it now, aren't you, Mick? I've already been hit. I've already been hit in the, cr- in the face of the cricket ball before, so I'm Turn fucking well. I'm well past yeah. this fucking pack. You don't need yeah. no fucking pack. I will uh, pack it away in a box and fucking bury it in the backyard. Is what I'll do with it. All right, so <clears throat> here we go. I'm speaking as I'm an international player for Australia. We recognise how lucky we are to play this great game. Full stop. Oh yeah. We we respect the game and its traditions. Full stop. Is it a telegram? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we want to make all Australians <laughs> proud. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Compete with us. Smile with us. Fight on <laughs> with us. Dream with us. <laughs> smile with us. Yep. Smile. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I smile with Nathan Long when he gets carded for a massive six point round colony. Mate, they got they got Peter Siddle in their side. They don't want to encourage too much smiling. Those teeth are oh, fucking man. horrendous. Fucking Mate, dolphin teeth. you got teeth. your fucking sunnies on. Jesus. <laughs> His teeth look like the picket fence used to be around the SCG. <laughs> Looks like his tongue's in jail, Nick. <laughs> well, at least he doesn't have fucking weird dolphin teeth like he used to. Oh, or his seashell necklace that he used to wear. <laughs> did, did you know he used to eat a lot of bananas? And wood chop. Yeah, wood chop. How much wood could a wood chop chop? Yeah, yeah. So chop, chop, I love those like, compete with a smile with us oh, fight on with us so it's like yes. let's have you know, the syllables get your bare knuckles out for boxing day the yeah. syllables work fight on with us doesn't work just write fight with us or do they think that yeah. was too like harsh because nah. yeah. fight on means I'm going to fight have extramarital affairs with us do all that sort of stuff with us <laughs> with, with us gilded yeah. bubble with us 
Hop in the gilded bubble with us. Fuck, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, I think okay. it's like, I'm normally like, positive about this awful. sort of shit, but I'm pretty cynical about the players' pack. Yeah, yeah that's really a players' pack. To really me, it doesn't just... mean anything. Nah, it reads well, like a marketing department wrote it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like, and it's just like, I think they've looked at the uh, report and gone, shit, everyone thinks we're in a gilded bubble, so we have to tell everyone that we actually care. No, yeah, we're in the bubble, yeah. but I have to tell everyone to get in it with us. Hey, Ross, yeah, yeah. smile hey, with us. You know you know what's better? There's only one thing better. It's better to be in the bubble pissing out than outside the bubble pissing <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the impermeable membrane, Ross? Yes. That's it, the impermeable membrane. Yep. I just love this whole aspect that, you know, we've got to be the good guys of world cricket. Where, like, mm. six months ago, Rabada's knocking our heads in and telling us we're pricks and chest bump, chest bumping us mid pitch, and they're fucking winning. Let's do that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been an hour, Jim. It's other... been an hour on the Argus report. Yeah, I'm not, can report. I finish with one on that point? Because I no, finish it's been with good. One yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I can't find it in this stupid fucking massive report at the moment, but essentially <laughs> it was from a current Australian cricketer in the squad. Is it's, it a quote or a paraphrase, Gin? Uh, let's say it's a paraphrase now, because <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Um, he said, oh yeah, we're trying to be like New Zealand, but how are they going? And then, like, <laughs> essentially, essentially the reporter said, New Zealand outranks Australia in test and ODIs. <laughs> so, so like, basically, so basically, he said what we've taken an hour to say. Yeah. Yeah. We want to play like New Zealand, but how the fuck are they going? Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> but quintessential Australia. That's quintessential us, Australia. Well. Oh, yeah, of course they are. But that's, yeah, so that's we'll just be like New Zealand us. and we'll play Bangladesh and Zimbabwe and beat the shit out of them and go up the ranks <laughs> as well. Oh, Bangladesh beat uh, us last time, didn't they? Yeah, stop, yeah. Bring, stop bringing India and South Africa out here and bring out some teams we can just beat up. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck's Zimbabwe? We haven't smashed them for a yeah. while. And we no. haven't even talked about Buddy Peaver yet, fellas. We haven't oh, even played no. Ireland. When are we going to play Ireland and beat up on them? <laughs> well, this is going to be a bumper episode. I can feel uh, it. But it's been entertaining so far. Oh, it's been feel, good. Uh, that. That's because we've got 118 pages of shit to rip through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. One of the other but sections... Who of the else report, is doing uh, it? That's what you've got to oh, ask no one, no one. Who's pulling this apart? No one. I say, <laughs> I say no one. Who's uh, deep diving not, into this? No, it, this no, has barely no even one. been talked about anywhere. So, people you know, are wading through the shallow end. Of the, people are wading through the shallow end of the pool. Where we're up the deep end, heads yes, under. Yeah, three or four minutes that's at a time. Tread yeah. water. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, recommendations. There are forty-two of them. I won't read them all. But number seven. <laughs> I just was, read the best forty-one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My my top twenty-seven. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, that the practice of umpires rating the sportsmanship of all grade, state and national teams be reinforced as mandatory best practice and at the oh, end yeah. of each match the umpire's formal assessment of the sportsmanship shown by each team be published along with the name of any player whose conduct the umpires deemed to be exemplary. Uh, so, move does that bullshit, mean we'll move have a, a man of the match and a spirit of cricket man of the match after every game? Isn't a person of the match now? No, no, oh, so okay. it's got to be man of the match and human of the match is what ah. I'm hearing. Oh, the human fund. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, there's one other interesting thing. Now, uh, players on CA contracts be encouraged and enabled to maintain inv- active involvement with shield and grade cricket, except when playing major series abroad. Players on CA contracts should be made available to the relevant state and territory associations 
to play a minimum of two Shield matches in entirety and one grade match per Australian cricket season. What is this obsession with getting Australian players to play grade cricket? It's like asking, so from a park cricket point of view, us, shit trucks, it's like asking us to, to not play games in the ones or if we have a bye and instead of resting, to go and play sixth grade. It's, yes. it's now beneath them. Yeah. Yeah, but I, did, I did that once. And I beneath did, them. I did that once and made a ton, so it's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good no, for your own. Good for your own. Because I know I understand it's it's trying to get them out of the gilded bubble or something. Yeah. yeah. But I to watch a game. Maybe, maybe that's just what. Game, then. Maybe that's just what Warner and Smith and Bancroft are trying to do. Just find a way they could get back to grade cricket, so they could give and back. So the Cricket Australia restraints, uh, the handcuffed them, so yeah. what they had to do was cheat to get back to grade cricket. Yeah. I hate to see it. I hate seeing it. <laughs> and they had to force the, the banning. Members of the Australian Test and One Day teams be excused from playing international T20 cricket to allow them to play shield and grade cricket as per recommendation. Well, that seems ridiculous to say you can't play a T20I because you've got to go play for Paran. Yeah, yeah. I, I, agree yeah. With that. yeah. I, I do understand the concept of the T20I is causing issues. Um, maybe Cricket Australia could fixture less of them and yeah. make a little bit less money. Fixture none of them. Yeah, and then that would solve that issue. Uh, I just think it's bizarre. You got someone say like um, uh, Hazelhurst, who Noni, Noni, yeah, Noni. He would, he would obviously uh, have a great team in Sydney, but he's not actually from Sydney. So what's the connection with his... Why does he have to go back and play grade cricket in Sydney? Shouldn't he go back and play for Tamworth, where he's from? Yeah. Or, or, But originally he would have played for the Tamworth under 12. So as a 28-year-old, shouldn't he go back and play for the Tamworth under 12? <laughs> Wouldn't that ground him a bit more? Fuck, you don't need to be the opening bo- open batsman from the Wagga Wagga under 12s that fucking day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think they're all dead, Mick. Mm. <laughs> um, you know what would really ground him, Ross? Mm. Getting have to play great cricket, but they have to get mm. themselves to the ground using public transport. Oh, oh with oh, their oh. oyster card, like mm. Sam Curran. Yeah, where yeah, are you? Yeah. Where are you playing? Scrams. All right, how do I get there? <laughs> Go to the PTV website. Where I am, where I am currently to where I'm going. It'll tell me to get on 17 different buses. <laughs> four hours. Yeah, yeah. 120 meter walk to the train station. Four buses. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. That would keep them grounded. The yeah. other thing they could do, I think, is just do more clinics at Fat Ed School. Would that be right? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd sort them out. Quick uh, smart. Ah, uh, 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 right. We we should move on to the fallout of this oh. report. It wasn't and a twenty megaton uh, atomic bomb fallout, mate. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it sure was. Uh, <laughs> two journalists in particular, I thought, loved this report and ran with it. And they were Dan Bredick of ESPN Creek Info yep. and Jeff Lemon, a freelancer and also writes for ABC website and does some other uh, commentary. And they went after one person in particular, David Peaver, chairman of Cricket Australia, former Rio Tinto boss. Yep. And it took them three days, but then Cricket New South Wales called in to say... They weren't happy that they'd already had their board meeting to endorse Peva, as all the states had, prior to this report dropping. They had the meeting Tuesday and the report dropped Thursday or something like that. 
or maybe yep. it was the week earlier. Anyway, it was bizarre timing. And then Cricket New South Wales rang today, told Peeva, we don't support you. Didn't have the numbers. Yeah, didn't have the numbers. And I have got on good authority that there's video footage of Dan Bredick and Jeff Lemon doing an Eiffel Tower. (laughs) 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 Good on them. I don't think... I didn't see this any... I didn't see this in mainstream. I didn't see it on The Age. I didn't see the Australian website. Maybe Gideon Haig was, you know, keeping his pen in its ink well. Whacking away on his typewriter. (laughs) Yeah, till Saturday. (laughs) But, gee, those two went hard, and no one else seemed to give a shit. And they've brought him down. They got their man. Man. Impressive. I heard uh, that all of the states were in unison agreement with New South Wales. Mm. Cricket New South Wales saying that he needed to resign Uh, Uh over this. Very interesting that that they didn't bring this out. That's, I think, the reason why he got axed or asked to resign Mm. by the states. Is because they held on to the report until... Peeva got re-signed. Yes. Yeah, or right. re-voted in mm. or elected or whatever you do mm. at that mm. level. Yeah. yeah, well, he just signed like a three-year extension or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, I really think that it was going to be the first chairman to be chair for six years. Yeah. And instead he became the first chairman to not complete his three-year stint. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I've actually got a theory on this one, fellas, if you wouldn't mind hearing me out for a second. Um, yep. People seem to think that Peeva was sacked because of this uh, report that's recently come out, but uh, I've got good mail. It's for another reason. Um, oh, Cricket Australia sent me an email. Uh, uh, it was either early yesterday or, or early this morning, uh, asking me to fill in a survey for um, for the chance to win a couple of tickets to a game, um, just to ask about my experience having been a former or current member of Cricket Australia's uh, monetized digital system. So. I open this email and I, I think, well, I wouldn't mind winning a couple of tickets to an Indian-Australian test match over here at Optus Stadium. Hard to get tickets, um, despite my considerable clout in the uh, cricket community. Um, tickets have been hard to come by. And also, so, you've, so, you've spent 15 grand a year to get a seat. It's interesting you can't get a ticket. That's it, I know. So anyway, I, um, I open this email from Cricket Australia and I read through with the, uh, the promise of being put into a draw to win a couple of these uh, fancy tickets. So I click on the survey link, and one word stares back at me after clicking on that link. Blank. I said, all right, I'll try it again. I click the link again. Blank. It comes back. Right. So my mail is that because this Cricket Australia survey fuck-up... Uh, Mr. <laughs> Peaver has had to walk the plank. He's had to um, he's had to put the blindfold around his eyes and ask for his last cigarette, and he's been put in front of the firing squad. So um, I don't know. It could be a mix of the two, but my mail is it's yeah. because of this survey fuck up. Hey, Paul. Mm. Yes. Would you say you're peeved off with that survey? Oh, very peeved. Yes. <laughs> My, um... Interesting, as they say in the classics, uh, as I found out when um, David Peaver left, as they say in the classics, sayonara, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, unsurprising to most people, I actually have an opinion on this. So, oh, um, bullshit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know David Peaver. I didn't, I'd be, I didn't even know he was chairman before Dan Braddock and Jeff Lehman got their knickers in a knot. Um... Hmm. I don't see how he's the guy that has to fall on his sword. 
Like mm. it's like it's an interesting one. It's like at Collingwood, Sam Murray got done for cocaine and he and failed his drug test and all that. Collingwood don't sack the CEO of Collingwood. They no. They Sam Murray wears his band, does his penance, and then it gets sorted out after that. If yeah. if people are going to get sacked over what, and I know this isn't, but what Warner and Smith did and Bancroft did is what kicked this report off, which means. Those three blokes, in essence, are the um, start of the epidemic. They're the what's what do they call that? The fucking um, epicenter. Patient zero. zero. That's what I'm after again. They are patient zero of this situation. So shouldn't the bloke who rang up this um, from cricket? um, Yeah, mm. shouldn't the guy from cricket New South Wales be the one that gets the fucking chop? Because he's because they're out of his state. So he's the cricket. So he's the main cricket caused all this. I just, it's interesting. I'd, I'd come back to Peeva handed down the sentences. It was yeah. his. He did it. He handed down the sentences to Warner, Bancroft, and Smith. Most people think those sentences were too harsh. I'd yeah. say that's a yeah. sort of general consensus. Not at the time, though. Oh, maybe not. But Most not, I'm not talking about what. what the I'm not, yeah, I know. I'm not I talking know, about knee-jerk we, we idiots that, or we, John, what John Ralph wants. I'm talking yeah, about from memory, we, half a From memory, cell. we thought they were harsh. Yeah, yeah. and we so yeah, I think that. people are saying now, well, you know, it's it, it's a point that Jeff Lemmon made. And it's a, I agree with you, Mick. It's a bit vague to say, oh, mm. well, this culture is part of your organisation, so you have to go. Yeah. He didn't do anything. He didn't sandpaper anything. Uh, how did he create this culture? But, He's not with the team. It's and, it's interesting, but they got their man. Yeah, mm. and the other side of this <laughs> argument too is like you were just saying, he didn't even serve his three-year term, which means at mm. best he was put into that job in 2015. The Argus report was in 2011, so they had four years mm. of that being implemented okay. before he even got yeah. there. Uh, and I know you can't. I know you can't sack the previous bloke because he's already gone and all that. Yeah. But it just like, but it just, sack them all. It just sack seemed. It just. It's just an unusual situation. And the thing that yeah. really should have me is, is you go back and we always pick on him because he's a fucking moron. He's John Ralph. When people were saying because he's arguing that the bands have to stand, I think now that they've been put in place, they do have to stand. The, yeah, the ACA's thing about going shorten them, shorten them. Not too bad. They've been given out. You have to serve them. But his yeah. argument was. Oh, you can't shorten them. All they're going to miss is a couple of tests overseas in Pakistan. Who cares about that? They're fucking test matches, mate. Yeah. Doesn't matter where they're played. Doesn't. Yeah. Aaron, no, no. Aaron Finch. That... Aaron Finch still has a baggy green. It's yeah. still has a test average in the 40s. Doesn't matter they're played and in fucking Pakistan. They're fucking test matches. The problem, therein lies the problem with Australian cricket is if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Oh, yeah. Anything Massive good problem. that happens overseas. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. Glenn Maxwell's 100, Peter Hanscom's fighting innings in India in a draw. Doesn't happen. Um, Never doesn't happen. mean shit. Mark Wall's last test match in Pakistan doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Ian Healy's in Zimbabwe doesn't mean shit. Just simply mm-hmm. because it happens overseas. It's a it's a, a, a horrible problem with Australian cricket, um, certainly in the media. Um, if it doesn't happen say... in Australia, no one gives a fuck. Yep. I would have to say that's one of the things that Australian cricket should be trying really hard to address is getting overseas tours somehow have some meaning in Australia. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the worst things well, about I, I don't know if that includes streaming. I mean they're all on yeah. Foxtel, which is Yeah, well, good, I think that's I think that's point. part of the yeah, I think that's part of what mm. hopefully this Fox Cricket channel will mm. help with. But I think the problem too is it's like it's, it's well, there's not much you can do about it, but it's time zone. So if people can't no. physically watch it and see it 
They don't yeah. care about it. Yeah. Like, and that was thing is, like, people wake up at 3 a.m. to watch a game of fucking EPL. Yeah, I you know. Can wake up at, you can wake up yeah. at 1 or, you know, go to bed late and watch a fucking test match with your yeah. country in it. Well, that's Especially yeah. if you're a fucking journalist and if you're a media performer. <laughs> That's your fucking job. Yeah. You should be watching that. You can't just go with someone like John Ronfrew who claims to be the greatest fucking <laughs> sports reporter of all fucking time. You can't just wake up in the morning, read the scorecard and think, you know, the full story of a fucking game of cricket. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it's interesting you say that because if they did get the bans reduced, I think John Ralph would come out and say it was nepotism. Uh, because Rod yeah. Marsh was selecting Sean yeah. Marsh's son <laughs> in the test Not team. Not fucking family. Fuck, he's an idiot. I hate him. I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. Now, John Ralph will find watched... someone at Cricket Australia with the last, no- last name Smith and go, fucking yes. nepotism. Yeah, that's Nepotism. Right. Like never before. Sorry, I went off Interesting there. that Cricket Australia has appointed a, a great name. Earl Eddings (laughs) to take over in the interim and it looks like your man Alex Mark Tubby Taylor is going to come in the spokesman Jiu Jitsu I was going to say uh, Mick the um the air conditioning at Jollymont House is going to be fucking The Cricket, the cricket oh. Australia boardroom will have the best fucking air conditioning in Australia. I am moving back to Melbourne to jump on our shared desk at Jollymont yeah. House, mate, because that air conditioning is going to be fucking amazing. And the good That's thing, too, is, you know, like unlike Southo and unlike Peaver, who wouldn't come to Macca's with us and eat 20 packs of nuggets, you know Tommy's <laughs> oh, coming. You know Tommy's in. in. <laughs> There'll be a few... Few more knocks on the doors. What's the good word, fellas? I think. For the old <laughs> no, yeah. Hanging out in his jockstrap fathead style. Um, he'll be wearing now, his mid off. He'll be wearing his mid off hoodie and his jockstrap, just walking around. Uh, Redbubble. Redbubble.com. I don't want to Red burst bubble. anyone's gilded bubble, fellas. But Mark yeah, yeah. Taylor has ruled himself out. Oh, oh no! Yes, oh, I read it well, hopefully they go to the hopefully they go to the next fattest old test player and Murph Hughes is next in line. Oh, big swerving. Yeah. Well, David Boone yes. can resign as useless match referee ICC yeah. and actually do something useful and be cricket Australian chairman. We should yeah. move on, Ross. It's been an hour. Yes, we should. We should. <laughs> so um, Australia played three matches of T Twenty cricket. Against um, Pakistan, yes. and they were bloody awful in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Pakistan won the golden biscuit. I, the absolute, watched... Sorry, Ross, the absolute opposite of the Australian women's. Ah, uh, yes, yes, who very won true. All of them. Yes. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was it was very hard to watch. I happened to catch the first one because I was just up at three a.m. one morning, as you do. <laughs> yep. And. Sorry. I was just just flicked on as the change of innings occurred, so it was a little bit frustrating because they had twenty minutes to kill straight away. <laughs> but um, Pakistan had made one fifty five, eight for one fifty five. I thought, oh well, that's fair, and you know, you know, that's right. We can get that. You know, it's eight and over. We can do this. And then Australia slumped to be six for twenty two, and I thought, I don't think we're going to get this. <laughs> uh, just just really Back don't think we're going to get this. Yeah. So uh, and we didn't get it. Would you believe? Oh, and oh, we just shit. went from. Shit to more shit, and we lost all three of them. Yeah. yeah. So it was spectacular failure. Pakistan are number one in the world. Not oh, a no, well, they, they are spectacular. T20 mm. eyes. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. But we'll still probably win the World Cup, so it won't matter. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone watched them. We talk about um, uh, the... We don't care about what happens overseas. But when it comes to T20I, that's that's a perfectly good attitude to have. Who the fuck gives a fuck about, about T20Is? 
No, that's right. No one gives a shit about them. They're like Chinese food. You you have a chew, but then you're hungry. You're like, once the game's finished, you're like, well, where's the substance? I wanted something. It's just a carbon copy of every um, first 10 overs of an ODI you've ever seen since Sri Lanka just started smacking people. It's, I don't know. I, I hate them. They're fucking shit. I, I tend to agree yeah. that they, they exist for um, domestic leagues and they're great at domestic level. Yes. But really do, and I don't mind them having a f- every four years World Cup and maybe mm-hmm. we could, you know, build up, you know, the six months prior to that and that would be Agreed. enough. Agreed. So, yeah, yeah play have, a, have, yeah. No, have yeah, T20 yeah. domestic competitions like you do in soccer and have a yeah. FIFA World Cup or a FIFA or ICC yeah. T20I World Cup where you just yeah. pick the best players out of your domestic league. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah, that's it. Uh, not to be outdone in the second game, Australia batted second again, and they just they only had to make 148 to win because Pakistan made 147. Gettable. 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 Even less, eight runs less than the previous game. <laughs> but just to show that it wasn't a fluke, they slumped yes. to be three for 31. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we're all out just uh, 11 runs shy of victory. 136, oh, well, 136 for eight. They finished yeah, Well, at least shy. it wasn't a middle order collapse like our test side, Ross. No, no, it's top order. Yeah. And um, it was money. Imad Wazim. This is impressive now, figures. Open the bowling. Four overs, one maiden, one for eight. Oh, 17 Jesus. dot balls Fucking in his hell. 32 deliveries. That's very impressive. Yeah. And the match referee for that game of course was Ranjan Madugale from South <laughs> of Sri Lanka my favourite match referee yeah, I know what a prick <laughs> even worse than uh, David Boot oh yeah absolute arsehole uh, and the third game just to run you through once again Pakistan batted first once again they made a middling total of 150 for 5 off their Gettable. 20 overs but once again proved far too much for Australia 117 <clears throat> all out shining light being our man conceived in a sex tape Ben McDermott yes. 21 21. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the shining that's light. Like, um, that's like local paper style. If you yeah. make 20, you get in the local paper. <laughs> that's it. If you get it's more pa- than two wickets, if you get three <laughs> fed, you're in the paper. Right. So this is Pakistan yeah. were playing within the spirit of cricket. If they were playing within the spirit of cricket, they would at least let us bat first <laughs> once. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. 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 Brendan McCullum wouldn't do that. No. Yeah, cunts. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. As it says in the top headlines in Crick Info, David Peaver quits as CA chairman, and then just below that, Bancroft inspires Coulter Nile to take up yoga. <laughs> so there you go. That's All the hard hitting stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one after another. Yes, so they move on now to Australia's uh, one day matches about to commence on Sunday. Yep. Uh, when Australia take on South Africa. And the PM's 11. Uh, had a win over the uh, Saffirs the other day in Canberra. Mm-hmm. My one-game membership went begging again. They put on a, a work day. Jeez. Can't, can't take a I trick mean, there. Interesting yeah. thing that come out of that game, Ross, is um, mm. one of the things that caught my eye whilst watching this game was uh, the South African spinner Imran Tahir. Village. Um, mm. Jeez, he's going to... He is going to have a tough time this summer. That <laughs> He's about he, um, 38 years old. Mate, he took a catch on the boundary at yep. Conley. <laughs> and then he must have been copping a, a, a fearful spraying from the camera crowd. And he's given it the old... Um, he's, took, he's taken the catch and gone the double thumb to his surname <laughs> on his shirt in a warm-up game, mind you. Yeah. Uh, what makes it better is, yeah, is the, the best umpire... Part. 
the umpire's got his arm sort of perpendicular with the ground <laughs> because it's a no ball. And so I'm thinking, geez, if, if he's going to give that up to the Canberra crowd, imagine mm. what's going to happen to him at the fucking G at Bay 13 or yeah. in Perth with all the rednecks. Oh, yeah. He's going to cop a fucking frightful spray. He's going to have a tough summer. Just no. from the crowd. Lucky they're only here for two weeks. He's going to have yeah. a tough yeah. summer purely because he bowls garbage. Mm. You're going to have a tough spring then. Sorry, I, I reckon the spring. umpire would have had his arm parallel to the ground too. Mm. But that's uh, another yeah, matter. Yeah, sorry, I meant yeah. parallel. Yeah. That's Wasn't right. a bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or out. Yeah. That's the very notion of my story. Not out. Yeah. Mm. Parallel to the ground. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good story and well told. Uh, yeah, we move on correct. to Australia's last 20 ODIs. They've had three no results. They've yeah. had two wins and 15 losses, including oh. one, two, three, four, five, six losses in a row. Yeah. I've got a theory on this. Wrong so they're due. Yeah. <laughs> Do we, need get, we need to get back to vicious cricket. We need to take oh, some skin. Vicious. We need to hit a fucking helmet. Our yeah. bowlers need to just not be so fucking pedestrian and try and hit someone. I like yes. it. Yeah, I agree. Fucking, just be scary again. Like yeah. when we were good, Andy Bickle was the 12th man's 12th man, but he ran in and he looked fucking scary. Yep. Uh, so Andrew McGlashan from ESPN Quick Info has summed up Australia's ODI slump. Five issues to resolve. Uh, making hundreds. Strange selection players don't make winning. hundreds. Uh, yeah. In a spin, they don't have a spinner. They haven't worked out who their spinner is. Middle order muddle. They don't know who their middle order players are. Getting the balance right. Australia oh. don't hit many sixes. Which quicks? They keep picking weirdos such as Jai High, Richardson, <laughs> NCN, and so, Bilky Stanlake. Yeah. So there you go. One That's point. It. Fixed it. That could be one point. Selection. Mm. Oh, selection. Stop playing Pick a host a of... a good team. Oh, stop playing a host of bits and pieces all round us. Oh. It feels like an England ODI team from the 1990s. Oh, yeah, when Craig yes. White's running around. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. Come on. Well, I think there's two words that the selectors need to hear, loud and clear. Wake up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no Sean Marsh, thanks. Yeah. Yes. That as well. Yes, well, with, uh, with Australia's cricket covered, they've got uh, one game on Sunday, and then, of course, it's a long way to travel to and from Perth, so we won't play the next game till Friday in Hobart. Oh, yeah, you need you that wouldn't want to, We wouldn't have had a short, sharp, succinct, maintain people's interest series. Let's have a drawn-out, boring yeah. three-game series. What does that have something yeah. to do with the Shield game, Ross? No, I have no idea whatsoever. That uh, three-and-a-half-hour flight's going to be fucking massive for them. Yeah. They might get, you know, carpal tunnel, they'll have clots. Um, you know, it's going to be an issue. So Hopefully I'll with deep vein thrombosis. That's it. That's it. Yeah, one, of the, yep. one of the um, hostesses might give Rabada the wrong sandwich and he might lose his mind and, like, cause the plane <laughs> yeah. to crash or something. Might assault someone. But I think, having said that, uh, in this three-series, um, three-game series, mm. Yeah. I reckon we're a chance to win seven or eight nil. To be fair, so I, think we're, yeah. I reckon we're a good thing. I reckon we're a good thing now. Yep. Interesting, Mick. Quick point about the PM's eleven. I'd like to see it become a best of the Matador Cup eleven. It yeah, seems like, like it's it. in, ensconced in the f- schedule because it's become part of the TV rights deal. So it's going to happen every year. Yeah. Well, let's see it as an Australia A or best best of Matador eleven. I think that'd be good to see. Yeah, I like it. Because uh, there's no Australia A games. There's the Matador Cup 
apparently means nothing given the way it's scheduled and fixtured and all that sort of stuff. So um, get it back. PM's 11. It was well planned because it was in the gap between the two Shield matches. Yep. Let's get it. Best of Matador 11. There, On was, that a lot note, of blokes, anyway, there was a lot of blokes in there that barely played any cricket, but... Oh, yeah. Of, and that's yeah. always been the way of the PM's 11. It's more invitation yeah. 11. So let's change that. Let's make it Best of Matador. Anyway, yeah. uh, Mick, it's over to you now for a wrap of the Sheffield Shield round just completed. All righty. So, yeah, so we've got... Uh, so episode 79, ha- have bat, but like Ross, before VCE, I'm staying home. So... <laughs> <laughs> So first off, we, we head to Perth for the first game of the round where the Warriors hosted the Tasmanian Tigers. The Taswegians won the toss and elected to have a bat. The King Brown, Jordan Silk, opened up with Ross's favourite four test batsman, Alex. Number 23 is not a good test average, Doolan. Alex Doolan. Doolan got to 76 before he was re- removed by Not. That is the nephew of Tom, David Moody. <laughs> Australia's angriest gloveman Matty Wade was also 66 not out so Tazzy finished up all out for 226 the best of the WA bowlers was medium pacer Cameron Green who picked up 6 for 30 yeah. and our is man Cameron Green. is he a spinner or a medium pacer no it said on, on Crick Info it said he's a medium pacer so I didn't I know thought he so. was the good, I thought he was the really good looking rooster from the Sydney Thunder who's an off spinner oh, I don't know no, I, might I, be wrong, I don't think that's Cameron that's Green, Green. I think he's a pretty young tearaway, Ross. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, he's been quick info, said he's a mid, yeah. uh, medium pacer, so that's what I went Who's with. the green who plays for Sydney Thunder then? Yeah. yeah Good looking rooster. Yeah. Oh, Chris, that's um, it. No wonder yeah. I was confused. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so our man, Big Hank, took none for 14 off two overs. Uh, Big Hank. So <laughs> Big w- Hank. W made, WA Chris, made... it is. Christopher James Chris Green. <laughs> South African-born Australian player. Plays from New bro. South Wales, Lahore Qualanders, and the Pakistan Super Leagues, and the Guyana Amazon Warriors in the CPL. How do we, how do we mute Ross? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, WA made 2.43 in reply. It gave them a lead of 17 runs. The main contributor was the man who pretty much just guaranteed to play the first test, Sean Marsh, who made 80. Yep. Big Hank got himself 35. The pick of the Tassie bowling was Gabe, not Ian Bell, who took three for 45. Yeah. Uh, is that, okay. Has he got a name of the ground named after him? Yeah, the end of the ground? yeah he's got yeah, an end of the ground. Yeah. It's called the Gabe End, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second time out, the Tasmanians got skittled for 208. The long neck, Jordan Silk made 56. And Matty, <laughs> what did you say, mate? Wade made 56. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Green once once again led the Warriors bowling, taking three for twelve or fourteen overs, including seven maidens. Jeez. Second wow. time up, second time up, Big Hank didn't get a bowl. WA mm. went out to bat in their second innings, needing one hundred and ninety-one for victory. Things started off poorly as they slumped to two for five. But enter the dynamic duo of Big Hunk, Big Hunk, Big Hank, and the Smash, hunk. the Big the hunk, hunk Hank. Uh, and Smarshy put on 170 for the third wicket. Ooh. Big Hank yeah. got to 84, not out. And Smarsh was removed by the quarterback, Bo Webster, LBW for 98. 98. Mm. Didn't he make it off like 75 balls? Oh, something yeah. like that, I think, yeah. So there's nothing... Naturally, when you, you know, naturally when the second innings is three for 191, there's nothing really interesting from the Tassie bowlers. WA win by seven wickets. Man of the match yeah. and steal your test number four... Sean Marsh. Mm. Points were points. D- points WA, 7.4. Yep. 
Tasmania, 1.3. Oh, yes, good. So they got that extra team sheet, point three for the team sheet, one for taking a wicket in the first 100 overs of the match. Yeah, good. Good good calligraphy. (laughs) Yeah, excellent calligraphy. Penmanship. A-grade penmanship. You get 1.3 points. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going, man. So next up is the Adelaide Oval, the home of the South Australian Redbacks where they would be taking on Queensland. The Bulls won the toss and had to elect a bat by making the swinging arm notion because the ground was so fucking loud no one could hear them. (laughs) (laughs) All eyes were on the two Queensland and former test openers as they put forward their case for a test recall. Oh, yes, please. Unfortunately, someone forgot to tell Matt Renshaw that the best case is usually a big pile of runs as he got hobbed by Joe (laughs) Manny for three. Joe Burns fared a little bit better, making 64. Former Test leg spinner Manus the Flying Lasagna Labas Hugami made three. I say former because if he plays the first Test, we might as well fall for the whole fucking summer. Best of the SA bowlers was Lloyd Pennywise Pope, who took a break from luring children into the sewers to take seven for 87. Uh, uh, when it come to the South Australian second innings, the Bulls were unable to hang with Mr. Cooper as Tom Cooper peeled off 178. <laughs> he was ably supported by the son of Buff, Jake Lehman, who made 126. Oh, and our um, man Jake Weatherall got dinner for two. 69. Chomp, chomp. Can we just um, touch on Tom Cooper's innings for a second? He wasn't yeah. even meant to play this game. Yeah. Um, I think Cal Ferguson got a calf injury or something, so he was the... The twelfty and oh. uh, was brought into the team and made 178. Sorry to steal your line, like Mick kept going. No, no, that's, that's all good. I didn't have that written down, so that adds to it, David. It's <laughs> interesting that Cal Ferguson, uh, first three name, first three letters his first name, first letter his surname, spell calf, and he did a calf. Oh, yeah. yes. Cryptic. And uh, Tom Cooper, 178. Will he play every Shield game from now to the end of the year? I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, so in the end, the Redbacks finished up all out for 505. So when it comes to the bowling, the most memorable was from Mitchell. What do you do with a broom? You sweep some. Sweep some. Sweep some. That's he it. took a Mick Lewis two fuck two for 134. <laughs> <laughs> uh, son of a paper magnate and a recent Test squad member, Brendan Doggett yes. took Big four for two. Uh, so Queensland went in the second innings looking to bat out time and try to limit how many points the South Australians can get. They managed to hang on for the draw, which is still in our system is still technically a draw even with the way the points work. Um, they managed to hang on to the draw mainly due to 118 not out from Sam Heaslett. So we also yes, got, our man. Yeah, our man. We're getting on him early. We also got 80, 87 to Charlie the Bear Hempfrey. And oh, yeah. <laughs> 57 not out to Moore, to Mick. Moore is Nessa. So the knots, the knots of South Australia bowling lined up combined with three wicket seats. That is not that good. Chad Sayers got three for 81. And not yeah. many if Joe Man- Not any. Yeah. Uh, not many if any Joe Manny got yeah, three it. for 55. Can you know, I just Jim- jump in? Yeah, can I just jump in there, Mick? Because I believe yeah. our man, Lloyd Pope... Took none for a hundred in the. You fucking innings. stole me thunder, mate. That was the next thing I was reading out. I'm yes. still reading it out. Fuck you. Okay. The ginger okay. mongoloid went full leg spinner, <laughs> taking zero for a hundred and one. Full leg spinner. Love it. <laughs> That's a good number. Yeah. You never go full leg spinner. 
You went full leg spinner, man. You never go full leg spinner. Yeah. Uh, after uh, Queensland, as Queensland were going out to bat for their the fourth innings of the match, their second innings, and mm. you know they had to bat for a draw. I believe Jimmy Pearson brought the boys in. Ah, no, yes, don't, because this is in my next mm. fucking one. No, <laughs> it's okay, Mick. It's different. It's different. He said, okay. they've got them, and we've got to limit their points. <laughs> mm. So bat time, fellas, bat time. That's what he said. Uh, man of the match was unsurprisingly Tom Cooper. Points, yep. South Australia 3.2, Queensland 1.6. Yeah, nice. see, look what they did there. They limited their yeah. points. Well done, and Queensland. Last, mm. And lastly, and if you're a New South Wales fan, most definitely fucking leastly, the mighty <laughs> Victorian juggernaut rolled back, back across it. the Nullarbor to take Run on back. the in, inept excuse for a trick cricket team called the ah. New South Wales Blues at the home of the Australian sport, the Coliseum loving referred to as the G. That's in it. Melbourne Cricket Ground. The courageous and brave Victorian skipper Peter Hanskin <laughs> won the toss and turned to his New South Wales counterpart Peter P. Hart Neville and said, we'll yes. have a bowl, thanks. That's it. Didn't he just hold his fingers up in a motion that suggested a, you know, he's rocking alpha. a cradle? Uh, every proper so alpha-dom. Just looked at him and went, the two, finger two fingers and wrist flick. That was it. Didn't even talk to Peter Neville. Just said, you're lesser than me. Didn't even look vaguely in his direction. Just turned to the arm and said, we'll have a bowl, thanks, and walked off. That's it. At no time did his eyesight even gaze towards the half of the ground where Peter Neville was standing. So the Blues never really got out of second gear with only four blokes getting into double figures. The main contributor was Curtis Patterson, who made 63. Okay, Jack, thanks. yep, my brother did subfield for Australia Edwards, made 34. <laughs> yes. And in the end, New South Wales was bowled out for 159. Perfect. The key performer was the pill. With the pill was Big Chris Tremaine, who took yes. 5 for 47. Real ugly bastard, but effective. <sighs> and, be, and, our, and our man Farward took 3 for 18. Rob's cleaning up the tail, old mate. He oh, does. Yeah. does love a tail. Yeah. Run through him. As Peter Neville, Peter Neville gathered New South Wales team together and said, don't forget, boys, we've got them and they've got to get them. Unfortunately for Peter, once again, a Victorian batsman was standing too close and overheard this and decided to get them all on his own. And this time the culprit was former West Australian warrior Marcus Harris, who peeled off 250 not out to help the Vicks. Former Harris. To help the Vicks to 445, and they declared nine down. And Mick, can I just jump in there? Isn't he just a fucking hideous person too? Oh, Oh, he's a weird-looking unit. Weird. Can I just jump in there? He made a lot of runs with the tail. The tail really wagged with him. He was only on about 150 when the keeper went out. Yeah. Yeah. So next best with the bat was our, was the Vic skipper Peter Hanscom who made forty eight. Uh, New South Wales bowler Trent Twitter opinions turned Channel Seven commentator Copeland took three for seventy four. Yes. yes. And Jason the Sandwich Sanger took three for eighty. <laughs> so it's put, old Marcus Harris. It's just amazing what you can do. And Justin Lang is not on the PA yelling at you. Um, <laughs> so New South Wales was set the task of making two hundred and eighty nine just to make the Vic's bat again. No chance. And in true New South Wales fashion, they failed like the bunch of overrated North of the Murray pricks they are. That's it. <laughs> Curtis Patterson and the weatherman Nick Larkins made 50s. The rest of them stunk it up as they were rolled for 179. 
Fucking useless. <laughs> the best of the Victorian bowl, the best of the best of the Victorian bowlers is the bloke with a head like a bull mastiff, the big Scott, the big lug Scotty Boland. <laughs> it is, is it? It is. Bowler, head like a bull mastiff. It is. Like a bull mastiff. Fucking hell. Head. Who head took like six? A yeah. Who took six for forty nine? Oh. So now, 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 Big Scotty and Big Chris Tremaine, the the heads of the Victorian attack, are the leading run, uh, leading wicket takers in the Sheffield oh, Shield. Like and uh, Marcus Harris is the leading run scorer in the Sheffield Shield. Oh, Up the Vicks. So Vicks win by an innings and 107 runs. Unsurprisingly, our man of the match is Marcus Harris. Yep. That's it. The Vicks get a magnificent 7.7 7. 7. 7 points. Oh, and a pathetic 0.6 for the fucking Blues. <laughs> I don't even do the fucking team sheet. <laughs> uh, that is pathetic. Oh, that was so good. A pathetic 0.7 for the fucking Blues. <laughs> and that is, have bad like Ross before VCE, I'm staying home. Uh, that's really good. Good uh, one. Well point done, six. Zero point six for New South Wales. Well played. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they are shit. Okay, which is great to see, by the way. Fucking hope it is. Yes. Well, we've just about to tip over to the 90 minute mark, so we're going to put a yes. couple of things on hold. A little bit of scissor for next step. We're going to yep. throw out our, our 11s for the upcoming test series against India. Oh, yep. We might, have, might be able to make a few <laughs> little updates depending on how this fabulous drawn out ODI series against. Yeah. Uh, so we have another round of shield cricket influences. Oh, well. another round of shield yeah, cricket. Yeah, yeah, just to to whet the appetite. It all starts mm. Saturday tomorrow. Yes, this tomorrow. Year, so that'll be good. Mm. So uh, just a little bit of listener feedback. Got some positive feedback from a number of people saying keep up the great work. So thank you uh, for that. To those people, they know who they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other <laughs> You're welcome, Ross. Yeah. Also, yeah, no messages yeah. after a while said he's still listening. Yes. And he's still yeah, I was going to say, where's he been, Denzel? Oh, he'll yeah. love this episode. This has been in depth. Oh, yeah. He, I bet he's all over the Ethics Centre's report. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he's read that he would have read it. He, Denzel would have read it, surely. Yeah. Yeah. He would have read it eight yes. times. And we know more about it than we do. Yeah, if you're a fan of cricket and swearing, this hour and a half's been really good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, start I off reckon... with saying the C Bob about third word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, I call it as I see it, mate. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and that's true of everything in life. Well, <laughs> this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. We're on all major social media and podcasting platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Mid-Off Cricket, on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight. Till next time, bye for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>